0: It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports, brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza.
1: Howdy, howdy. This is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza joined by Paul Boyd today and Ricky Fires and we are with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We also have Leland Barclay down in the River Valley with us today. Leland, is it hot enough for you down there?
2: It's uh, it's okay. I am not going to complain about this. I know it's October. I've seen these, uh, it's fall y'all signs, uh, but I'm not going to complain yet.
1: Well, guess what? This weekend it's supposed to be like 98 degrees down the River Valley and about 93 up here this week. So uh, Sounds good to me. October the, uh, whatever today is, October the Sixth. 6th, uh, it certainly doesn't feel like it. Now, last night I went and watched my granddaughter play softball, and it was a little bit chilly. I, uh, Ricky, I got my hoodie out and wore it, but it sounds like this weekend I'm going to get my Speedo out again.
3: You know what when you get up early in the morning you walk the dog and everything it's real crisp real cool you can see a couple of little leaves turn and then Middle of the day, it gets hot again. Gets but hot again. Uh, uh, we're slowly but turning. Winter's coming on. I Winter's so. coming on. I
1: hope so. I'm ready for. I'm ready for fall. I'd like to get more yeah. than you know, 15 minutes of fall if we can this year. Yes.
2: You yeah. know, speedo is a word that should should never be used on this show. I, I needed
1: that visual for, though. Lee for some that. reason, I just uh-huh. that word's, No. I I, I agree, uh-huh. Lele. I, I needed I to agree. give our listeners that visual there. So that, 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 that's <laughs> something, that's something you can't unhear. There you go. <laughs> All right, so, Leland, we passed the halfway point of the regular season uh, last week in high school football. Um, You know, I wanted to talk about a game that Rick went to first. This was our game of the week. The West Termite Pest and Lawn Game of the Week was Rogers at Fayetteville, but, Rick, it wasn't much of a game.
3: Fayetteville's on fire. They They are absolutely on fire. The uh, uh, Bladen Fike, he's throwing darts all over the place. Everybody knows about uh, Satania. Uh, my goodness, he showed again why he's the number one recruit in Arkansas. He takes a little swing pass over the middle, cuts it outside, and then, zoom, he's gone. 65 yards. Uh, they're, they're perfectly timed passes. Um, I'm doing a feature on uh, Jalen Blackbird. He had a good game. He's, he's emerged as a solid number two guy. But they've got uh, – I think I read uh, or looked it up, actually, where he's thrown touchdown passes to seven different guys. And they've added – a run game with sophomore Omar Murray. That's what really hurt them against North Little Rock. They didn't have any kind of run game, but Omar Murray, a sophomore, really coming on. He's starting to learn to play, but learning how to block. And Favel, my goodness, they're on I know they got a long way to go, and I'm not going (laughs) to assume anything during the playoffs. Like the North Little Rock coach said, you know, even after they beat Fayetteville, said we'll see these guys again in yeah. postseason.
1: Yeah, and they will. Rick, you you know, I've gone on record saying Fayetteville would be the most improved team in the yes. 7A this year. Um, they are three and two now. Their two losses, I think, were a combined 13 points, one to Owasso, Oklahoma. Rick, as you alluded to, North Little Rock, but they're very, very good. They could easily be. They could easily be five and zero. Oh. They could easily be 5-0. Oh. Absolutely.
3: You know what? Now, they got a big loss. Manny Powell, um, I think he's had an injury, and I don't know if he's going to come back. But you know what? They didn't have of <clears that> started <throat> season anyhow because he came down from uh, uh, Ohio because right. he's going to go play for the Razorback. So, they're going to just plug another guy in that linebacker spot. There's still a way to go. Uh, they gotta con- they've got got to concentrate on what they're doing this weekend right. down at Fort Smith Southside. Right. Then that sets up you-know-what. Right. Right. Fayette Fayetteville and Bentonville. Bentonville.
1: Yep. So, Bladen Fike has passed for 12 touchdown passes in the last two weeks combined. I'm yep. no mathematician, Leland, but I think that's pretty good. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. That is a bunch. And now, like Rick said, or I don't know if he said this or not, <coughs> but it was in his story, he passed for six and ran for another seven touchdowns total in the first half against Rogers last week, 48-13. It was never close.
3: You know, and Rogers not bad. I mean, they showed some glimpses of everything, but uh, – once uh, Fable got rolling, you know, uh, Rogers just uh, didn't have any answer for him. Uh, they just spread him out. They're throwing darts all over the field. But Rogers still, you know, probably going to be three, four, five somewhere right in there. And Rogers got to bounce back this weekend against uh, Bentonville West. But uh Fable, my goodness, they're they're looking good. The
1: winner of this Rogers Bitville West game could be the number two seed in the conference, Paul. Oh, that's a big
0: uh, that's a, a big game to try to host, right? That, yes. I mean that's that's Well that's you, a, you get a first round bye. Right. right you yeah, know. There you go. Yeah. There you
1: go. Yeah, so that's big, it's gonna be big and then Harbor Springdale Harbor went on the road, got its first win. No, no big surprise there. They beat Rogers Heritage. I wouldn't be surprised to see Harbor maybe get on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, kind um, them out. Yeah, they, nope. they're uh, they're they're capable. They they're you know they got a really good offense, and and uh, their defense has not played well. No, nope. but uh, defense is something that you can get better at each week. And and uh, uh, the thing that's hurt Harbor more than anything is you know they turned the ball over just just way too much and uh, too many penalties. And uh, Chris. Chris
0: Wood, when I spoke with him Friday, he said, "You know, we're we're getting better in that in, yeah. in that phase." He said, "You know, we won the turnover battle on Friday. Luke Buchanan very had had a big night. Yeah. You know, probably didn't you know probably played three quarters
1: and still came up with with some very big numbers. Yeah, and, but they got a good bunch. Now Bentonville West is an, another team to keep an eye on. They're starting a sophomore quarterback. They're young. They they lost you know uh, Jake Casey had a, had a pretty good game last week, thirteen to 23, 198 yards and a touchdown." Um, so you know, you know he'll be coached up. Uh, Brian Pratt does a great job developing quarterbacks there. Since he's been at West, he's developed great quarterbacks. So they'll be a team to watch. So this West and Rogers game, big game, Rick. It's a big game in the 7A West.
3: Yeah, and the thing uh, I think I'm um, I'm alluding to it this weekend. I'm putting something together. Is that you cannot let one bad loss. Come in the two, three, four bad losses, so they got a rebound. They got their butt kicked. They got to admit it. Hey, yep. we got, we got, we got lit up against Fable. Now you got to put that behind you. Right. And I'm sure Chad Harbison's harping right. on that. And this is critical game right here at at, at West for for seedings going it is. forward.
1: Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit today at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club. Jeb Huckabee was the speaker today. Oh, yeah, I he's played in a few games. And I said, you know what, Arkansas last week playing Georgia Georgia exposed a lot of Arkansas weaknesses that if Arkansas wants to take that next step and no let's not underestimate what they've done so far okay they've yeah. they've made a remarkable turnaround and a resurgence under Sam Pittman but beating Rice and beating Georgia Southern is not the ultimate goal here competing against Georgia competing against Alabama is the ultimate goal so playing a team like Georgia you get beat 37 nothing you're you know you you got your butts handed to you yep. it's got exposed so now how do you how do you get better From in that, those areas yep. that they expose? that's yep. where you know that's where the teams that can regroup like you mentioned Rick that's where they can you know that's where they can either get better or they're going to stay the same and they're not ever going to make that next step
3: and you got to win games like this one coming up yeah, against uh, old miss you got to win that game you got
1: to win that game and you got to you know and Rodgers What a better way to to come back from that is the same same thing, you know, getting a win here. So, uh, Leland, let's go down to class 3A where you saw for a half a really good game uh, down there um, at Cedarville, but then in the second half, that black and gold to Charleston were just too much.
2: You know, it's it's one of the great things about high school football is you just really and truly never know what to expect. I guess for the most part, when you show up on a Friday night uh cedarville played an absolutely phenomenal first half they played ball control they won the toss took the kickoff drove down and scored yeah
1: just like you draw
2: just like you draw, draw it up and their third possession of the game they took seven minutes and 52 seconds off the clock and took a 20 to 14 lead they scored a touchdown Daryl Kadich got the two point conversion, and they're up 20 to 14 with 141 left in the first half, and they're feeling pretty good. And it's, I mean, it's a ball game at that point. Right. It was a ball game the whole first half. Uh, Both defenses were, you know, played great. Um, But then Charleston, three plays, touchdown. Yeah.
1: They can strike quick.
2: And then, of course, you know, they're getting the second half kickoff. They take that and score, they get an onside kick and score. Now it's a ball game. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's ball game it's Charleston, it's Charleston, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: At that point. So I mean it was just a turn that quickly, which was, you know, it's that's disheartening for Cedarville cuz they played an absolutely perfect first half, just like they drew it up. Game plan was perfect. Had a 7 minute 52 second drive. Wow. They gave Charleston three possessions in the first half. Nineteen place.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you and then and then of course you know the second half kickoff, the 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 touchdown right before the half, you know that that obviously hurt them because Charleston now they take a twenty one twenty lead in the halftime in a game that really Cedarville, I don't I don't want to say dominated, but they certainly controlled the first half, but yet they look on the scoreboard, they're down by a point and, and they're giving up the ball to start the second yeah,
1: half that that is a that is a a uh, that just breaks your spirit you know it just breaks your spirit and uh, but kudos to charleston and ricky may um you know last year ricky cedarville came out in the in the hootons publication as the favorite to win the conference charleston took that personal they did they did take it personal charleston said well you know we're accustomed to being in that spot and not being in that spot uh that ticked them off a little bit this is ours this is ours and so uh they won the conference, and then this year, you know, they they were picked to win the conference. And, and uh, uh, you know, there's no question last year, I, you know, Brandon Scott was the kind of an unknown factor at quarterback. A senior was supposed to have been the quarterback. But when Ricky May looked at it and he says, all things being equal, I'm going with the younger guy that I can build behind, and what a – <laughs> what a, you know, what a great coaching decision that was.
3: Well, it kind of helped when you saw Brandon as a freshman playing basketball, going court length, hitting a game-winning shot. Yeah. And then he's coming out for football. I said, "Man, I might have an athlete, athlete a right yeah. here." Yeah. So yeah, let's go with this kid, and he certainly lived up to. But I was talking a couple of weeks ago to Lee Larkin before Greenland, which is not bad face chart, and he said, "Man." This is the best team Charleston's had three, four, five years. I think so, And too. I, I guess they're showing it.
1: Well, and Leland, they've got – of course, they've got the Ketter twins back. They were both impactful last year as sophomores. They got uh, – now, Marichna? Leland, I hope is – Marechka? Is that how you say it? Marechka? Oh, so it's Marechka. Marechka. Uh, brothers, uh, also at Charleston. And, and uh, uh, you know, they're they're going to be – 3A is loaded. It is loaded. A team, it's yeah. loaded. Uh, but, it, you know, Charleston, you know, they're going to be in that mix. And Booneville, of course, is going to be in that mix. Um, it, you know, they're loaded. Lavaca. How about Lavaca under Mark Hadley? Second year. This really you – know, Leland, I know this is second year back, but really, it, it, to me, it's his first year back. Uh, last year was a wash.
2: Uh, yeah, last year. I mean, for a lot of coaches, I mean, you look at uh, – Coach Dameron at Southside, he didn't get his team until, you know, almost school started. Uh, Coach Bush at Alma. I mean, those guys that took over programs last year, they had to have gone into that first game kind of scratching their heads, still wondering what they had. But LeVac is probably the surprise of the first half. They
1: kind of are. Yeah, they kind of are. Of
2: the season. Uh, And not only the fact that they're three and two and coming off a very good win at Hackett. Yep. Just the fact, too, um, it, it goes beyond the one loss record. They're good.
1: Yeah, they could put them points it's on the It's not just three and two. Yeah. They're a good three and two. Yeah, yeah. And you know a team we hadn't talked about, Rick, is Lincoln. Lincoln can score with anybody. You know that three A one conference is tough, top to bottom. That is a very
3: good conference. Hey, I got. I have
2: said all year that to me that is the the conference to watch in the entire state because it is every single week there is going to be an impactful game. And you guys talk about Lincoln. That sophomore quarterback he threw for three hundred ninety yards in that Hackett game last week. When uh, Ethan Slavens threw for five twenty two, he threw for three ninety.
1: Yeah, it's you know top to bottom. That's that's that conference is very good. You got you got Lincoln, West Fork is Paul. They've improved a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount. It's just loaded top to bottom. You you take your foot. I tell you what, you go go ahead and take somebody lightly in that conference. You're gonna get smacked upside the head. You're gonna get smacked.
3: You know what? Even uh, branching out even further, class three. I think that's the most uh, competitive. Uh, a classification this year. I think a so, too. A 3 team we hadn't talked about yet. Well, I talked to the coach this morning is Paris. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely. keep looking at you. Our man Eric Cairn does their rankings. Uh, yeah. Rank and, yeah. Uh, you know, if they beat Baptist Press, they yeah. need to put uh, Paris in there. They're exactly. 5-0. and They're scoring a bunch of points and a blowout. And, uh, hey, Leland, I, I know you're a big-numbered guy. Uh, oh, my goodness, I wish I could remember what uh, Jeff uh, Weaver told me. But the game they played last week against Two Rivers – uh it was 26 to nothing and they'd run no 23 nothing they'd run only two offensive plays yeah yeah now you get, uh, i I can't remember the sequence I think they re, uh Paris returned to opening kick then they got a fumble then they scored on their first play and then another turnover and it was 23 to nothing they'd run only two <laughs> offensive plays so how's that a nugget for you
2: well and and in my notebook tomorrow I outlined some of those things. Uh, it was really and truly a, you know, I know we overuse the phrase, a total team effort, but the offense, the defense, and special teams because they had the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, they also recovered a fumble on a kickoff that led to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, their kicker was uh, eight for eight um, on extra points. Um and the defense—I don't remember the numbers—but they gave up very few yards. You know well,
1: what I'd call that a total team effort. Absolutely, and there—you know—Jeff Weaver stepped into a great situation there yes. at Paris. Um, they had been uh, much improved last year. Yes. Had a quarterback coming back who had passed for two thousand yards. I believe ran for thousand. Leland, is that right? Or a lot of yards? He, he, he,
2: yeah, he was—he was more balanced. Uh, You know than than usual. He didn't throw for three. He didn't throw for two thousand. He threw for about fifteen and ran for close to one. There you go. But they had some key guys coming back on defense too. Nate Henderson has had a tremendous season for them, and of course Chase Watts, the
1: The quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke Walker. They they had
2: some key guys coming back.
1: Right, right. So (laughs) boy, what a great situation. And Jeff Weaver is perfect for Paris. He's a small town guy, Greenwood guy. Um, He tried his hand at Russellville. For whatever reason, it didn't work. Kind of like Tony Travis at Rogers Heritage, Paul, didn't work. Tony Travis was a good coach. Good coach. That didn't didn't mean, yeah. Yeah, not a good fit or whatever. Uh, But Jeff Weaver, perfect fit for Paris. What a great hire they made to get that guy. Um, And so, you know, that that's good for them. Boonville. Now, Boonville did take it on the chin last week, but Boonville took it on the chin from a very good team down in Texas. And and we talked about this a little bit last week. No, no uh any what what is it he said Leland anytime anywhere uh we'll, absolutely we'll yeah. go. Anybody. anybody anybody anywhere anytime Anytime, and that's what they did they went down there they did they got beat5740 to Thompson Texas but will put up a lot of yards uh Roland Ray again you know big game uh now Rick you got your story this week on uh Blackburn next week our uh, Harold McIlvain has got has got a story on the Ray family. Down in Boy, that's a big story that's then. a big story about started with daddy started with Daddy went on to Gator Ray and now Gators had three sons who've been big time players at Boonville including yes. Roland Ray this year um and then last year the oldest son so uh you know it's a good story on on uh, Gators boys the Gator Gators boys so good. Well, yeah Jamie Colin week and week nine Paris at, at Boonville. Boonville yeah the nice. 3A four now we talk about the 3A1 I think top to bottom the three a1. Is the three a four doesn't compare to the three a one top to bottom because two rivers is not very good yeah, no. <laughs> and they're not the only no, one. Not they're very a little top heavy. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're top like heavy. Like Dolly Parton. Yeah, the uh, but the three a four top to bottom fantastic. So uh, so that's what we had going on there. My game. Uh, I went over to Farmington. Uh, Farmington was Arkansas compared to Valonia's Georgia last week. Uh, now, Farmington showed some flashes, but Valonia was just a better team. Uh, their quarterback, Austin Myers-Leland, you had mentioned him last week. I did not really know who he was. Well, I do now. Um, he had seven <laughs> touchdowns last week, and it wasn't that he was firing the ball You know, the length of the field. They had one, one or two maybe deep balls like that. This was short passes, hitches, and little outs that their receivers just wouldn't go down. And just breaking off big plays at thirty and forty and twenty-five yard chunks um, against Farmington, and, and uh, they Farmington's improved, but they don't have that kind of firepower to stay in a shootout like that with the Volonia.
2: Volonia may be, um, you know, they may be the best team in that conference. They could be. I yeah. know Harrison lost early, um, yeah. you know, to Farmington. Yeah. So that Harrison Volonia game is really going to be big. If Volonia wow. wins that game, I, um. You know, I think it's you can big. pencil them. Hey, and although one. that last game of the year, the Faulkner County battle with Greenbrier is always be a, good a big
3: one. game. It'll be a good one. I got another one for you. What about Greenbrier? Greenbrier, yeah, Greenbrier. yeah that's going to be a good one. That'll be
1: a good one. Now, yeah, Bologna, uh, their defense did get gashed. Farmington gashed them uh, for some plays. They did gash them. But Farmington had trouble running the ball, but Van Zant did a good job finding his receivers, and they, they were able to get some big chunk plays, too. They put 28 points on the board, uh, but. The, this game was kind of decided, uh, you know, toward the end of the end of the half and the start of the second half. Uh, Farmington ended up getting a, a field goal before the half, right before the half. Exchange student kicked it. I can't pronounce his name, Bochi or something like that. Italian kid, Rick.
3: Oh, okay. Italian,
1: yeah, the Italian stallion. <laughs> uh, he came through and kicked a field goal there. Kind of gave him a little momentum, and Farmington got the ball to start the third quarter. And you're thinking, oh man, you know, if they could go in and score, this, this could be a good game. The second half. Well, Volonia held them to a three and out, and and then just dominated the Boom. game the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, yep. So that was the game that I saw. Uh, now moving back up to the seven A West um, again, Bo- uh, uh, Bentonville. The, you know, no surprise there. They ran over Southside like we you know like we thought they would. Uh, so, but Rick, you mentioned it a while ago, and it's 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 going to be Bentonville Fayetteville. I know I said something about Rogers and West, and I'm not counting them out, but it's going to be. It's going to come down to Bentonville. The two villes. You know, it's going to be the yeah. two bills.
3: Yeah, you know what? And we're still dealing with 17-, 18-year-old kids, and they know, they got to know that, you know, uh, um, Fable's going down to Fort Smith south side. Yeah. We've been winless. You can't even mention right there, nobody was saying anything about Bentonville when I was over there yesterday at, at Fable. they got to take care of business yep. right there. And then – My goodness, you come back to work on Monday and we can talk about Bentonville all we want, but right now you can't do it.
1: Well, that's going to come down probably to the Southside and Springdale game to see who's going to get that final playoff spot in the conference um, is that one. And I'm not sure when they play, but that's going to be the one to watch. This week, Springdale goes over to Harbor. It'll be a rivalry game. Uh, be interesting to see how it goes. I, I, I I'm
3: surprised that uh, a, a Springdale High got beat that bad.
1: Yeah, they they uh they just struggled offensively. could you know West played good defense and shut them out. Mm-hmm. You know, forty to nothing. So, yeah. uh, Leland in the in the six A West, we had talked about Van Buren a lot. Now Van Buren, I mean they they got way at Russellville, thirty eight to six. A much better Russellville team than we thought was going to be. And uh, but what's what's hurting Van Buren right now is they've lost their quarterback for the season.
2: Oh, for, for the season, season. yeah. Oh, Early in the game, they yeah. lost him broken collarbone, so he's out for the season. Uh, you know, I think Connor Brady, uh, he's a senior. He's going to step into that spot, and he's he's going to be um, better than most backups. He's going to be better than adequate. Uh, he took, you know, they kind of swapped, uh, you know, snaps, snaps all summer. So he's going to be very good there. What it does, though, is it takes a primary receiver away. Yeah, yeah. And a safety who yep. was teaming with Dylan Barlow to make what I think is one of the best safety combos in the conference. But now you've lost half of that.
1: Now, a big game this week in that conference, uh, Leland, besides the, you know, the Benton game uh, with, with, I believe, Parkview. But a big game in that conference this week is, is Siloam and, uh, and Van Buren. That's a, that's a, that looms as a big game.
2: Fallon at Greenwood. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sol- um, yeah
1: Solom at Greenwood, right.
2: Yeah. Because I I don't know yet the status of um I know Greenwood hopes to have Hunter Houston back. I yeah. I don't know if he's going to be ready this week or not, but they are down to their third string quarterback, Correct. a sophomore Cole Kindle. Correct. Because Slade Dean was out last week and and uh so I mean they may be down to their third quarterback as well. So this is a This is a gigantic game because I, you know, Siloam Springs is going to
1: put up points. They're going to score. They're going to score. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're going to Uh, score. And now, and now, it's
1: almost a case of can Greenwood score with them instead of what's usually the other way around. Right. And with the third string quarterback, it could be you know could be there for Siloam to take this game. You know, I I, we'll see. You know, we'll see. So that's some big games going on. Also in the four a one, no surprise. Shiloh Christian absolutely rolled over Green Forest. Took the Caden Henley, the Arkansas commit, took the opening kickoff back. So now when you kick off to, to Shiloh Christian, do you kick it to Ben Baker, who might take it 90 or 95 on you, or do you kick it to Caden Henley, who might take it 75 on you like he did last week, or, Leland, do you just kick it out of bounds and go, here, take it at the 35? I just take it <laughs> Isn't Caden like a, a linebacker? Yeah. No, but, Rick, the best part of that game, the best part of that game – was it Thomas Reese, a big hulking defensive lineman, got his hands on the football on an interception and took it to, or fumble one of the other? Yeah, I think it was fumble. interception. Yeah, one, it was one the other interception. Yeah, yeah, and took it to the house, 55 now, yards. 55 yards. Now Thomas Reese, <laughs> I, I mentioned this today at the at the luncheon. Thomas Reese's two older brothers were pretty boy quarterbacks at Shiloh Christian. You know, don't touch them, uh, you know, whatever. They're, they're delicate and, and they're, they're quarterbacks. So this one's big
3: ugly like This us. is a big ugly like He's my us. favorite.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, I said he took he took an interception to the house for a touchdown, then went and wiped out the buffet at Golden Corral. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, so that's the way to do it. When a big offensive lineman or defensive lineman get their hands on the ball and they can score, there's no better thing in football than that.
2: Well, and you talk about what do you do when you face Shiloh Christian? Obviously, the the best thing to do is kick it into the end zone. Now, yeah. not very many high school kickers can do that, but right. that is such a huge, gigantic yeah. advantage and a yes. weapon yeah. in high yeah. school football to make the team uh, take it on the twenty, because you know, as we all know, it's a dead ball. Right. So to force a high school team to constantly go. 80 yards. 80 yards, and and we've all covered teams that have been able to do that off and on. Nobody ever does that consistently. Right, right. But we've all covered teams that can do it some, and and have done it some, and it's such a huge advantage. It
1: is. And if I had a kicker who could kick in the end zone, that would be. I wouldn't sky kick it. It'd be going to the end zone every time. Every time. Because Boy.
3: the kid, like I mean, turnovers or yeah. uh, penalties, and they hurt themselves. But well, uh, I tell you what, uh, Shiloh. I mean, I I love me some Prairie Grove Tigers. But, man, they got their hands full with shallow the Shiloh Christian. They don't
1: have a weakness. And Ben Baker's back this week. Uh, although Bo Williams had a nice game the other night against yeah. against Green Forest. So, he you know, he's a very good running back sophomore. So, Shiloh just keeps putting those young guys out there, and they, they continue to do well. How about the Gentry Pioneers? I'm telling you, Paul, they're 5-0. Oh. Now, Rick, I think you or Henry has a note uh, about Gentry in, in the Thursday Northwest Circus of Democrat Gazette. They are banged up. Um, they do play Green Forest this week, and you would look at the schedule, just look at the schedule, you're thinking, okay, they can win without him. But Green Forest is a better team under Greg Tibbett. They're, sure. they're a better team. And so uh, it won't be a gimme, but Gentry has a chance this week to go 6-0. and 6-0 for Gentry. When's the last time that's happened? I don't know, though, any of us were born uh, at that time. Probably not. Uh, I did a story on them. Under Dick were...
3: Johnson, maybe in the 80s?
1: Maybe. I did a story on them a few weeks ago, a feature story on one of their players, and they didn't know the last time Gentry started the season, 4-0. At that point, so um, you know it's been a, it's been a good season for them. I really like their coach Bigum. He's done a great job there. Ricky, he's a Louisiana boy, and uh, you know he played for played for Houston Nut at Ole Miss, and and uh, he uh, he he's maybe he's got some of that impassioned uh, uh, enthusiasm that O H uh, OH would bring to the table for the Razorbacks.
3: Oh, like that football is the most precious thing. Carry Lake is it's just you, there's no other, new other pioneer boy. in the state. That's They're the only one. That's, that's right. Got the pioneer on the helmet. That's the hey, you him a former Rogers. Uh, yeah, he was an assistant, assistant Coach, at Rogers.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, We got the Batesville pioneers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Well, maybe there's two. Okay. All right. Well, but Gentry's our pioneers. There so you there go. you go. So that's right. That's uh that's what we got going on football wise this week. And I know Leland, you got to get out of here quickly. It's two thirty, and you got to get going to uh to your real big boy job. So we're gonna let you go. Uh, don't forget, you can read Leland's River Valley report in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Also, catch his video, the River Valley report that he does every week. And Leland, thank uh, thank you for all you do down there and covering the River, River Valley for us.
2: It's a fun time of the year, and I look forward to talking to you. Um... Again next week.
1: Yes, sir. So that was Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. He joins us every week on our Prep Rally podcast. So we're going to shift gears right here, Paul. We're going to talk a little bit of volleyball, and we're going to talk a little bit of golf. Right now, this is Wednesday. we got the Boys 6A State Golf Tournament going on down in Bryant. And after the first round, Ricky, there were about six teams with a chance to win this thing going into the second day. Bentonville, the two-time defending state champions, were right in that mix. Rogers, Fayetteville, Cabot, Conway, Little Rock Catholic, all within one... A few, stri- a yeah, few, stru- few strokes. A very strong strokes. If I were playing, it would be one hole, yes. you know, close enough, yeah. you know, one hole. Well,
3: that's good to hear because there's different than when I covered the girls 6A uh, last week. It was a two-woman race. Right? Two-team race between Fayetteville and Harbor and, and Grace Kilcrease Boy, decided that one right there. She, she was phenomenal. She did. 64, wow, 64 on that second day. Now, I'm going to throw something
1: else at you, too. They're having the Blessings Collegiate Golf Tournament going on right now, today, round three over at the Blessings Golf Course. This is the top golf women's and men's golf teams in the country. Our own Brooke, Brooke Matthews, Matthews shot a 66 on Tuesday, in the second round, and it caused her score to go up. <laughs> that's how good she is. A 66 raised her her scoring average. Her average, yeah. yeah, from 65 point whatever to up to 65 point something. So, uh Clay Henry today said that's like a birdie every third hole for her. That's unbelievable. That is that is she unbelievable. Is awesome. And uh of course she's at place for the University of Arkansas and uh soon to be a member of probably the LPGA tour, uh Brooke Matthews. And so uh, she's held her own already. In the uh, the Northwest Arkansas Championship, uh, and so she she's going to be she's going to be getting paid absolutely uh, here soon, absolutely. And their team their team's doing quite well. Yes, it they is. Shot, a, shot an incredible number yesterday. Yes, they? yeah, they did. So uh, anyway, she, Ricky, she's one of ours. Brooke Matthews, one of ours. And she's and she is representing uh, Rogers and and our university, fantastic and Oh yeah, Rogers, right
3: yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely.
1: Yeah. So Paul, let's kick it over to volleyball. We got some. We're uh, at the halfway point, or maybe just, just a passed, little over, just, just past
0: the halfway. Yeah, yeah we'll into uh, this month. will be a state tournament that week of the twenty twenty sixth, twenty eighth. Will be that state tournament week, but we got two plus more weeks of uh, of conference play. Uh, still, uh, you know, like you guys were saying before about having two kind of that you kind of think at the top. I think Fayetteville and Springdale Harbor yeah. are have separated themselves. Little cut above, yeah, yeah. Cut yeah above. Uh, th- um, uh, Paul, without a doubt.
1: And Paul, you had mentioned before uh, Fort Smith Northside was the scheduled host of the 6A state volleyball tournament. Their beautiful new arena looks like it might not be ready the, in time. I, that's
0: what I am being told. I'm being told that that uh, I, I believe that. Southside will serve as as the host for the state tournament this year. Uh, got a chance just last week for the first time to go sit. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. Yeah. Really, really it's, nice. It's
1: interesting, Rick, uh, how they did the design of the two arenas. You know, Fort Smith schools different. are, you can't do one without the other, and they keep it fair, and they do a great job of that, making sure it's fair. If one gets an indoor facility, the other one gets it. If one gets this, mm-hmm. they get this. But they let the arenas be designed a little bit different, differently that uh, reflect the design of the school. So you got it's the prep rally podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated
0: to prep sports brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza.
1: Howdy, howdy. This is the prep rally podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Paul Boyd today and Ricky Fires, and we are with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We also have Leland Barclay down in the River Valley with us today. Leland, is it hot enough for you down there?
2: It's, uh, it's okay. I am not going to complain about this. I know it's October. I've seen these, uh, it's fall y'all signs. Uh, but I'm not
1: going to complain yet. Well, guess what? This weekend it's supposed to be like 98 degrees down the River Valley and about 93 up here this week. So uh, Sounds good to me. October the uh, whatever today is, October the Sixth. 6th, That uh, certainly doesn't feel like it. Now, last night I went and watched my granddaughter play softball, and it was a little bit chilly. I, uh, Ricky, I got my hoodie out and wore it, but it sounds like this weekend I'm going to get my Speedo out again.
3: You know what? When you get up early in the morning, you walk the dog and everything, it's real crisp, real cool. You can see a couple of little leaves turn. And then. Middle of the day it gets hot again. It's but hot again. Uh, uh, we're slowly but turning winter's coming on. I winter's hope so. coming on.
1: I hope so. I'm ready for I'm ready for fall. I'd like to get more yeah. than you know, fifteen minutes of fall if we can this year. Yes.
2: You yeah. know, speedo is a word that should should never be used on this show. I right?
1: needed that visual for, though, Leland. For some that. reason, I just <laughs> that word's no. I, I, I agree, uh, Leland. I, I need I to agree. give our listeners that visual there. So that, that, that that's <laughs> something, that's something you can't unhear. There you go. <laughs> All right, so Leland, we passed the halfway point of the regular season uh, last week in high school football um you know i wanted to talk about a game that rick went to first this was our game of the week the west termite pest and lawn game of the week was rogers at fayetteville but rick it wasn't much of a game
3: fable's on fire they, they are dominated. absolutely on fire the uh, uh bladen fike he's throwing darts all over the place everybody knows about uh Cetania. Uh, My goodness, he showed again why he's the number one recruit in Arkansas. He takes a little swing pass over the middle, cuts it outside, and then, zoom, he's gone. 65 yards. Uh, They're they're perfectly timed passes. Um, I'm doing a feature on uh, Jalen Blackburn. He had a good game. He's he's emerged as a solid number two guy. But they've got – I think I read uh, or looked it up, actually, where he's thrown touchdown pass to seven different guys. And they've added – a run game with sophomore Omar Murray. That's what really hurt him against North Little Rock. They didn't have any kind of run game, but Omar Murray, a sophomore, really coming on. He's starting to learn to playbook, learning how to block, and favor. My goodness, they're. Out for, I know they got a long way to go, and I'm not going to assume anything during the playoffs. Like the North Little Rock coach said, you know, even after they beat Fayetteville, said we'll see these guys again in yeah. postseason,
1: yeah. and they will. Rick, you you know, I've gone on record saying Fayetteville would be the most improved team in the 7A yes. this year. Um, they are three and two now. Their two losses, I think, were a combined 13 points, one to Owasso, Oklahoma. Rick, as you alluded to, North Little Rock, but they're very, very good. They could easily be. They could easily be. 5-0. They could easily be 5-0.
3: Absolutely. You know what? Now, they got a big loss. Manny Powell, um, I think he's had an injury, and I don't know if he's going to come back. But you know what? They didn't have that <clears> started <throat> season anyhow because he came down from uh, uh, Ohio because right. he's going to go play for the Razorback. So, they're going to just plug another guy in that linebacker spot. There's still a way to go. Uh, they gotta con- they've got got to concentrate on what they're doing this weekend right. down at Fort Smith Southside. Right. Then that sets up you-know-what. Right. Right. Fayetteville
1: Fayetteville and Bentonville. Bentonville. Yep. So, Bladen has passed for 12 touchdown passes in the last two weeks combined. I'm yep. no mathematician, Leland, but I think that's pretty good. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. That is a bunch. And now, like Rick said, I don't know if he said this or <coughs> not, but it was in his story, he passed for six and ran for another seven touchdowns total in the first half against Rodgers last week, 48-13. It was never close.
3: And, and Rodgers, not bad. I mean, they showed some glimpses of everything, but uh, – Once uh, Fayetteville got rolling, uh, Rodgers just uh, didn't have any answer for him. Uh, They just spread him out. They're throwing darts all over the field. But Rodgers still, you know, probably going to be three, four, five somewhere right in there. And Rodgers got to bounce back this weekend against uh, Bentonville West. But uh, Fable, my goodness, they're they're looking good. The
1: winner of this Rogers Bitville West game could be the number two seed in the conference, Paul. Oh, that's a big
0: uh, that's a a big game to try to host, right? That, yes. I mean that's that's well, that's you, a, you get a first round buy. Right, right? You know, yep, there you go. there yeah. you
1: go. Yeah. So that's big. It's going to be big, and then Harbor. Springdale Harbor won on the road, got its first win. No, no big surprise there. They beat Rogers Heritage. I wouldn't be surprised to see Harbor maybe get on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, kind um, of out. Yeah, they, nope. they're, uh, they're they're capable. They've they're you know they got a really good offense, and and uh, their defense has not played well. No, nope. but uh, defense is something that you can get better at each week. And and uh, uh, the thing that's hurt Harbor more than anything is you know they turned the ball over just just way too much and uh, too many penalties.
0: And uh, Chris. Chris Wood when I spoke with him Friday he said you know we're we're getting better in that in, yeah. in that phase he said you know we won the turnover battle on Friday Luke Buchanan very had, had a big night yeah. you know probably didn't you know probably played three quarters
1: and still came up with with some very big numbers yeah. and, but they got a good bunch now Bentonville West is an, another team to keep an eye on they're starting a sophomore quarterback they're young they they lost you know uh, Jake Casey had a, had a pretty good game last week 13 to 23 198 yards and a touchdown um, so you know, you know he'll be coached up. Uh, Brian Pratt does a great job developing quarterbacks there. Since he's been at West, he's developed great quarterbacks. So they'll be a team to watch. So this West and Rogers game, big game, Rick. It's a big game in the 7A West.
3: Yeah, and the thing uh, I think I'm um, I'm alluding to it this weekend. I'm putting something together. Is that you cannot let one bad loss. Come in to two, three, four bad losses, so they got a rebound. They got their butt kicked. They got to admit it. Hey, yep. we got, we got, we got lit up against Fable. Now you got to put that behind you. Right. And I'm sure Chad Harbison's harping right. on that. And this is critical game right here at at, at West for for seedings going it is. forward.
1: Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit today at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club. Jeb Huckabee was the speaker today. Oh, yeah, I mean, He's I mean. played in a few games, and I said, you know what, Arkansas last week playing Georgia Georgia exposed a lot of Arkansas weaknesses that if Arkansas wants to take that next step and no let's not underestimate what they've done so far okay they've they've made a remarkable turnaround and a resurgence under Sam Pittman but beating Rice and beating Georgia Southern is not the ultimate goal here competing against Georgia competing against Alabama is the ultimate goal so playing a team like Georgia you get beat 37 nothing you're you know, you you got your butts handed to you. Yep. It got exposed. So now, how do you how do you get better you in that, those areas yep. that they exposed? That's yep. where you know that's where the teams that can regroup. Like you mentioned, Rick, that's where they can you know that's where they can either get better or they're going to stay the same and they're not ever going to make that next step.
3: And you got to win games like this one coming up yeah, against uh, Ole Miss. You, you got to win that game. You got
1: to win that game, and you got to you know. And Rogers, uh, what a better way to, to come back from that is, is same same thing. You know, getting a win here. So. Uh, Leland, let's go down to Class 3A where you saw for a half a really good game uh, down there um, at Cedarville, but then in the second half, that black and gold to Charleston just just were just too much.
2: You know, it's it's <clears throat> one of the great things about high school football is you just really and truly never know what to expect. For I guess for the most part, when you show up on a Friday night, uh, Cedarville played an absolutely phenomenal first half. They played ball control. They won the toss, took the kickoff, drove down and scored. Yeah. Good natural Just, like you, draw, just yep. like you draw draw it up. And their third possession of the game, they took seven minutes and fifty-two seconds off the clock and took a twenty-to-fourteen lead. They scored a touchdown. Daryl Kaddich got the two-point conversion, and they're up twenty to fourteen with one forty-one left in the first half, and they're feeling pretty good. And it's – I mean, it's a ball game at that point. Right. It was a ball game the whole first half. Uh, both defenses were, you know, played great. Um, but then Charleston, three plays, touchdown.
1: Yeah. They can strike quick.
2: And then, of course, you know, they're getting the second half kickoff. They take that and score. They get an onside kick and score. Now it's a ball game. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's ball game, it's Charleston, it's Charleston. You Charleston, know. yeah. at that point so i mean it was just a turn that quickly which was you know it's that's disheartening for cedarville because they played an absolutely perfect first half just like they drew it up game plan was perfect had a seven minute 52 second drive wow they gave charleston three possessions in the first half 19 plays
1: yeah yeah I mean,
2: and then, and then of course, you know the second half kickoff, the, the the touchdown right before the half, you know that that obviously hurt them because Charleston now they take a twenty-one twenty lead in the halftime, in a game that really Cedarville, I don't I don't want to say dominated, but they certainly controlled the first half, but yet they look on the scoreboard, they're down by a point and, and they're giving up the ball to start the second yeah, half.
1: That that is a that is a a uh, that just breaks your spirit. You know it just breaks your spirit, and uh, but kudos to Charleston and Ricky May. Um, you know last year Ricky Cedarville came out in the in the Hooten's publication as the favorite to win the conference. Charleston took that personal. They did. They did take it personal. Charleston said, "Well, you know we're accustomed to being in that spot and not being in that spot." Uh, that ticked them off a little bit. This is ours. This is ours. And so uh, they won the conference, and then this year you know they they were picked to win the conference, and and. Uh, uh, you know, there's no question last year, I, you know Brandon Scott was the kind of an unknown factor at quarterback. A senior was supposed to have been the quarterback. But when Ricky May looked at it and he says all things being equal, I'm going with the younger guy that I can build behind and what a, what, what a you know what a great coaching decision that was.
3: Well, it kind of helped when you saw Brandon as a freshman playing basketball, going court length, Hitting a game-winning shot, yeah, and then he's coming out for football. I said, "Man, I'm gonna have a athlete, athlete a player, right yeah. here." Yeah. So yeah, let's go with this kid, and he certainly lived up to. But I was talking a couple weeks ago to Lee Larkin before Greenland, which is not bad, face chart and he said, "Man, this is the best team Charleston's had three, four, five years." I think so and too. And I, I guess they're showing it.
1: Well, and Leland, they've got, of course, they got the Ketter twins back. They were both impactful last year as sophomores. They got uh now Marishna? Leland, I hope is Marechka, is that how you say it? Marichka? Marechka. So Marish- uh brothers, uh also at Charleston. And and uh uh you know, they're they're gonna be uh, and 3 the, is loaded. A it's yeah. loaded. Uh but it, you know, Charleston, you know, they're gonna be in that mix and Booneville of course gonna be in that mix. Um it you know, they're loaded. Lavaca, how about Lavaca? Under Mark Headley, second year. This really – Leland, I know this is second year back, but really, to me, it's his first year back. Um, Last year was a wash.
2: Uh, Yeah, last year, I mean, for a lot of coaches, I mean, you look at uh, Coach Dameron at Southside. He didn't get his team until, you know, almost school started. Uh, Coach Bush at Alma. I mean, those those guys that took over programs last year, they had to have gone into that first game kind of scratching their heads, still wondering – what they had but LeVac is probably the surprise of the first half they kind of are
1: yeah they kind of uh, of
2: the season uh and not only the fact that they're three and two and coming off a very good win at Hackett yep just the fact too um it, it goes beyond the one loss record they're
1: good yeah they could put them points it's on not the board. just three and two yeah. they're a good three and two yeah yeah and you know a team we hadn't talked about Rick is Lincoln Lincoln can score with Pretty. anybody You know that three A one conference is tough, top to bottom. That is a very
3: good conference. (laughs) Hey, I got. I
2: have said all year that to me that is the the conference to watch in the entire state because it is every single week there is going to be an impactful game. And you guys talk about Lincoln. That sophomore quarterback he threw for three hundred ninety yards in that Hackett game last week. When uh, Ethan Slavens threw for five twenty two, he threw for three ninety.
1: Yeah, it's you know top to bottom. That's that's that conference is very good. You got you got Lincoln, West Fork is Paul. They've improved a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount. It's just loaded top to bottom. You you take your foot. I tell you what, you go go ahead and take somebody lightly in that conference. You're gonna get smacked upside the head. You're gonna get smacked.
3: You know what? Even uh, branching out even further, class three. I think that's the most uh, competitive. Uh, a classification this year. I think a so, too. A 3 team we hadn't talked about yet. Well, I talked to the coach this morning is Paris. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely. keep looking at our man Eric Undefeated. Taylor does their uh, yeah. rankings. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they beat Baptist Press, they yeah. need to put uh, Paris in there. They're exactly. 5-0. They're scoring a bunch of points and a blowout. And, uh, hey, Leland, I, I know you're a big-numbered guy. Um, oh, my goodness, I wish I could remember what uh, Jeff uh, Weaver told me. But the game they played last week against Two Rivers – uh, it was 26 to nothing and they'd run, no, 23 to nothing, they'd run only two offensive plays. Yeah. yeah. Now, you get, uh, I, I can't remember the sequence. I think they, re, uh, Paris returned the opening kick, then they got a fumble, then they scored on their first play, and then another turnover and it was 23 to nothing, they'd run only two <laughs> offensive plays. So, how's that a nugget for you?
2: Well, and, and in my notebook tomorrow, I outlined some of those things. Uh, it was really and truly a, you know, I know we overuse the phrase, a total team effort, but the offense, the defense, and special teams because they had the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, they also recovered a fumble on a kickoff that led to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, their kicker was uh, eight for eight um, on extra points. Um and the defense—I don't remember the numbers—but they gave up very few yards. You know
1: well, what I'd call that a total team effort. Absolutely, and there—you know—Jeff Weaver stepped into a great situation there yes. at Paris. Um, they had been uh, much improved last year. Yes. Had a quarterback coming back who had passed for two thousand yards, I believe, ran for thousand. Leland's that right, or a lot of yards? He, he,
2: he, yeah, he was—he was more balanced. Uh, you know than, than usual yeah. he didn't throw for three he didn't throw for 2000 he threw for about 15 and ran for close to one there but you they go. had some key guys coming back on defense too nate right. henderson has had a tremendous season for them and of course chase watts
1: the, the quarterback. quarterback yeah yeah uh, Duke Walker. They, they had some key
2: guys coming back
1: right right so <clears throat> boy what a great situation and jeff weaver is perfect for paris he's yes. a small town guy greenwood guy um he <clears throat> tried his hand at russellville for whatever reason, it didn't work. It kind of like Tony Travis at Rogers Heritage, Paul, didn't work. Tony didn't Travis work. was a good coach. Good coach. It that didn't, didn't mean, work. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. not a good fit or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, but Jeff Weaver, perfect fit for yeah. Paris. What a great hire they made to get that guy. Um, and so, you know, that that's good for them. Boonville. Now, Boonville did take it on the chin last week, but Boonville took it on the chin from a very good team down in Texas. And, and we talked about this no a little shame. bit last week. No, no uh any what what is it he said Leland anytime anywhere uh, we'll, absolutely we'll yeah. go. Anybody, anybody anybody anywhere anytime anytime and that's what they did and they went down there they did, they got beat 5740 to Temple Texas but Boone will put up a lot of yards uh Roland Ray again you know big game uh now Rick you got your story this week on uh Blackburn next week our uh, Harold McIlvain has got has got a story on the Ray family well, That's a big story. That's a big story. Started with Daddy. Started with Daddy. Went on to Gator Ray, and now Gators had three sons who've been big time players at Boonville, including yes. Ryland Ray this year, um, and then last year the oldest son. So uh, you know it's a good story on on uh, Gators boys. The Gator Gators boys. So good. Well, yeah. Colin Week and Week Nine. Paris at, at Boonville. Boonville. Yeah. The three A four. Now we talk about the three A one. I think top to bottom the three A one is the three A four doesn't compare to the three A one top to bottom because two rivers is not very yeah, good. No. <laughs> and they're not the only well, one not They're very a little top of it. Yeah, well, they're yeah. top like Dolly Parton. Yeah. The uh, but the three A four top to bottom fantastic. So uh, so that's what we had going on there. My game uh, I went over to Farmington. Uh, Farmington was Arkansas compared to Valonia's Georgia last Ooh. week. Uh, now, Farmington showed some flashes, but Valonia was just a better team. Uh, their quarterback, Austin Myers-Leland, you had mentioned him last week. I did not really know who he was. Well, I do now. Um, he had seven <laughs> touchdowns last week, and it wasn't that he was firing the ball You know, the length of the field. They had one, one or two maybe deep balls like that. This was short passes, hitches, and little outs that their receivers just wouldn't go down. And just breaking off big plays at thirty and forty and twenty-five yard chunks um, against Farmington, and and uh, they Farmington's improved, but they don't have that kind of firepower to stay in a shootout like that with the Volonia.
2: Volonia may be, um, you know, they may be the best team in that conference. They could be. I know yeah. Harrison lost early, um, yeah. you know, to Farmington. Yeah. So that Harrison Volonia game is really going to be big. If Volonia well. wins that game, I, I'm um. You know, I think it's you can big. pencil them. Hey, I got in. Although one. that last game of the year, the Faulkner County battle with Greenbrier is always a, a big one.
3: game. It'll be a good one. I got another one for you. What about Greenbrier? Greenbrier, yeah, Greenbrier. yeah that's going to be a good one. That'll
1: be a good one. Now, yeah, bologna uh, their defense did get gashed. Farmington gashed them uh, for some plays. They did gash them. But Farmington had trouble running the ball, but Van Zant did a good job finding his receivers, and they, they were able to get some big chunk plays, too. They put 28 points on the board, uh, but – the, this game was kind of decided, uh, you know, toward the end of the end of the half and the start of the second half. Uh, Farmington ended up getting a, a field goal before the half, right before the half. Exchange student kicked it. I can't pronounce his name, Bochi or something like that. Italian kid, Rick.
3: Oh, okay. Itali-
1: yeah, the Italian stallion. <laughs> uh, he came through and kicked a field goal there. Kind of gave him a little momentum, and Farmington got the ball to start the third quarter. And you're thinking, oh man, you know, if they could go in and score, this, this could be a good game. The second half. Well, Bologna held them to a three and out and and then just dominated Boom. the game the rest of the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the game that I saw. Uh now moving back up to the seven A West, um again Bo- uh uh Bentonville, the, you know, no surprise there. They ran over Southside like we, you know, like we thought they would. Uh so but Rick, you mentioned it a while ago and it's 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 gonna be Bentonville, Fayetteville. I know I said something about Rogers and West, and I'm not counting them out, but it's gonna be it's going to come down to Bentonville. The two bills. You know, it's going to be the yeah. two bills.
3: Yeah, you know what? And we're still dealing with 17-, 18-year-old kids, and they know, they got to know that, you know, uh, um, Fable's going down to Fort Smith Southside. Yeah. We've been winless. You can't even mention right there. Nobody was saying anything about Bentonville when I was over there yesterday at, at Fable. they got to take care of business yep. right there. And then – My goodness, you come back to work on Monday and we can talk about Bentonville all we want, but right now you can't do it.
1: Well, that's going to come down probably to the Southside and Springdale game to see who's going to get that final playoff spot in the conference um, is that one. And I'm not sure when they play, but that's going to be the one to watch. This week, Springdale goes over to Harbor. It'll be a rivalry game. Uh, be interesting to see how it goes. I, I, I think, I'm
3: surprised that uh, Springdale High got beat that bad.
1: Yeah, they they uh, they just struggled offensively. Couldn't you know? West played good defense and shut them out. Mm-hmm. You know, forty to nothing. So uh, Leland in the in the six A West, we had talked about Van Buren a lot. Now Van Buren, I mean, they they got waylaid at Russellville, thirty eight to six. A much better Russellville team than we thought was going to be. And uh, but what's what's hurting Van Buren right now is they've lost their quarterback for the season.
2: Oh, for, for the season, yeah. Early in the game, they yeah. lost him broken collarbone, so he's out for the season. Uh, you know, I think Connor Brady, uh, he's a senior. He's going to step into that spot, and he's he's going to be um, better than most backups. He's going to be better than adequate. Uh, he took, you know, they kind of swapped, uh, you know, snats snaps all summer, so he's going to be very good there. What it does though is it takes a primary receiver away. Yeah. Yeah. And a safety who yep. was teaming with Dylan Barlow to make what I think is one of the best safety combos in the conference. But now you've lost half of that.
1: Now a big game this week in that conference, uh, Leland. Besides the you know the Benton game uh, with with uh, I believe Parkview, but a big game in that conference this week is is Siloam and uh, and Van Buren. That's a, that's a, that looms as a big game. Proposal.
2: solom at greenwood yeah, yeah. Well, Sol- um, solom
1: at greenwood right
2: yeah. because i i don't know yet the status of um i know greenwood hopes to have hunter houston back yeah. i i don't know if he's going to be ready this week or not but they are down to their third string quarterback correct. a sophomore cole kindle correct because slade dean was out last week and and uh so i mean they may be down to their third quarterback as well so this is a this is a gigantic game because i i you know, Siloam Springs is going to put up points. They're going to score. They're going to yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to uh, score. And now, and now
1: it's almost a case of can Greenwood score with them instead of what's usually the other way around. Right. Yeah. And with the third-string quarterback, it could be you know could be there for Siloam to take this game. You know, I, I we'll see. You know, we'll see. So, that's some big games going on. Also in the 4A1, no surprise, Shiloh Christian absolutely <clears throat> rolled over Green Forest, took the Caden Henley, the Arkansas commit, took the opening kickoff back. So now when you kick off to to Shiloh Christian, do you kick it to Ben Baker, who might take it 90 or 95 on you? Or do you kick it to Caden Henley, who might take it 75 on you like he did last week? Or, Leland, do you just kick it out of bounds and go, here, take it at the 35? I just take it. it, Isn't Caden like a, a linebacker? Yeah. No. But, Rick, the best part of that game, the best part of that game was it Thomas Reese, a big hulking defensive lineman, got his hands on the football on an interception and took it to, or fumble one of the other? Yeah, I think it was fumble. interception. Yeah, one, it one was of the an other. interception. Yeah, yeah, and took it to the house, fifty-five now, he, yards. Fifty-five yards. Now, Thomas Reese, <laughs> I, I mentioned this today at the at the luncheon. Thomas Reese's two older brothers were pretty boy quarterbacks at Shiloh Christian. You know, don't touch them, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. They're they're delicate and, and they're, they're quarterbacks. This one's big
3: ugly like This us. is a big ugly uh, like he's us. He's my favorite.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, I said he took he took an interception to the house for a touchdown, then went and wiped out the buffet at Golden Corral. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, so that's the way to do it. When a big offensive lineman or defensive lineman get their hands on the ball and they can score, there's no better thing in football than that.
2: Well, and you talk about what do you do when you face shallow Christian? Obviously, the the best thing to do is kick it into the end zone. Yeah. Now, not very many high school kickers can do that, but right. that is such a huge, gigantic yeah. advantage and a yes. weapon yeah. in high yeah. school football to make the team uh, take it on the twenty, because you know, as we all know, it's a dead ball. Right. So to force a high school team to constantly go. 80, 80 yards, yards. And, and we've all covered teams that have been able to do that off and on. Nobody ever does that consistently, right? Right, but we've all covered teams that can do it some and, and have done it some, and it's such a huge advantage. It
1: is. And if I had a kicker who could kick in the end zone, that would be I wouldn't sky kick it, it'd be going to the end zone every, every, time. every time because
3: Boy. the can't I mean, turnovers or yeah. uh penalties, and they hurt themselves. But well, uh, I tell you what, uh, Shiloh, I mean, I, I love me some Prairie Grove Tigers. But man, they got their hands full with the Shiloh Christian. They don't
1: have a weakness, and Ben Baker's back this week, uh, although Bo Williams had a nice game the other night against yeah. against Green Forest, so he you know he's a very good running back, sophomore. So Shiloh just keeps putting those young guys out there, and they they continue to do well. How about the Gentry Pioneers? I'm telling you, Paul, they're five and zero oh. now. Rick, I think you or Henry has a note uh, about Gentry in in the Thursday Northwest Circus of Democrat Gazette. They are banged up. Um, they do play Green Forest this week, and you would look at the schedule, just by look at the schedule, you're thinking, okay, they can win without him. But Green Forest is a better team under Greg Tibbett. They're, sure. they're a better team. And so uh, it won't be a gimme, but Gentry has a chance this week to go 6-0. and 6-0 for Gentry. When's the last time that's happened?
3: I don't know though any of us were born uh, at that time. Probably
1: not. Uh, I did a story on them when under they Dick were...
3: Johnson, maybe in the
1: 80s? Maybe. I did a story on them a few weeks ago, a feature story on one of their players, and they didn't know the last time Gentry started the season 4-0 at that point so um you know it's been a, it's been a good season for them i really like their coach bigum um he's done a great job there ricky he's a louisiana boy and uh you know he played for played for houston nut at Ole miss and and uh he uh he he's maybe he's got some of that impassioned uh, uh enthusiasm that that uh, oh would bring to the table for the razorbacks
3: i like that football it's the most precious thing carry Lake is there's no other pioneer in the state that's They're the only one. That's, that's right. right. Got the pioneer on the helmet. That's the hey, only one. Hey, him a former Rogers. Uh, assistant? Yeah, he was an assistant, assistant Coach, at Rogers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: the only pioneer. What?
1: What? Well, we got the Batesville pioneers. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, maybe there's two. Okay. All right. Well, but Gentry's our pioneers. There so you there go. you go. So that's right. That's uh, that's what we have got going on football wise this week. And I know Leland, you got to get out of here quickly. It's two thirty, and you got to get going to. Uh, to your real big boy job. So we're going to let you go. Uh, don't forget, you can read Leland's River Valley Report in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Also catch his video, the River Valley Report, that he does every week. And, Leland, thank uh, thank you for all you do down there covering the River Valley for us.
2: It's a fun time of the year, and I look forward to talking to you. Um... Again next week.
1: Yes, sir. So that was Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. He joins us every week on our Prep Rally podcast. So we're going to shift gears right here, Paul. We're going to talk a little bit of volleyball, and we're going to talk a little bit of golf. Right now, this is Wednesday. we got the Boys 6A State Golf Tournament going on down in Bryant. And after the first round, Ricky, there were about six teams with a chance to win this thing going into the second day. Bentonville, the two-time defending state champions, were right in that mix. Rogers, Fayetteville, Cabot, Conway, Little Rock Catholic, all within one... A few strokes. A few few strokes. uh, If I were playing, it would be one hole, you know, close enough, you know, one hole. Well,
3: that's good to hear because they're different than when I covered the girls 6A uh, last week. It was a two-woman race. two-team race between Fayetteville and Harbor and, and Grace Kilcrease Boy, decided that one right there. She, she was phenomenal. She did. 64, wow, 64 on that second day. Now, I'm going to throw
1: something else at you, too. They're having the Blessings Collegiate Golf Tournament going on right now, today, round three, over at the Blessings Golf Course. This is the top golf women's and men's golf teams in the country. Our own Brooke, Brooke Matthews, Matthews shot a 66 on Tuesday in the second round, and it caused her score to go up. <laughs> that's how good she is. A sixty-six raised her her scoring average. Her average, yeah. yeah from sixty-five point whatever to up to sixty-five point something. So uh, Clay Henry today said that's like a birdie every third hole for her. That's unbelievable. That is that is she unbelievable. Is awesome. And uh, of course, she's a place for the University of Arkansas and uh, soon to be a member of probably the LPGA Tour. Uh, Brooke Matthews, and so uh, she's held her own already. In the uh, the Northwest Arkansas Championship, uh, and so she she's going to be she's going be getting paid absolutely uh, here soon, absolutely. And their team their team's doing quite well. Yes, it they is. Shot, a, shot an incredible number yesterday. Yes, they? yeah, they did. So uh, anyway, she, Ricky, she's one of ours. Root Matthews, one of ours. And she's and she is representing uh, Rogers and and our university. Fantastic, and oh, we'll yeah.
3: continue. yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, Paul is kicking over to volleyball. We got some. We're uh, at the halfway point, or maybe just, just a little passed, over, just, just past
0: the halfway. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, end of this month. will be a state tournament that week of the twenty twenty sixth, twenty eighth. Will be that state tournament week, but we got two plus more weeks of uh, of conference play. Uh, still, uh, you know, like you guys were saying before about having two kind of that you kind of think at the top. I think Fayetteville and Springdale Harbor yeah. are have separated themselves. Look, cut above, yeah, we'll cut yeah, yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah. Without and, a doubt.
1: and Paul, you had mentioned before uh, Fort Smith Northside was the scheduled host of the 6A state volleyball tournament. Their beautiful new arena looks like it might not be ready that,
0: in time. I, that's what I am being told. I'm being told that that uh, I, I believe that. Southside will serve as as the host for the state tournament this year. Uh, got a chance just last week for the first time to go sit. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. Yeah. Really, really it's, nice. It's
1: interesting, Rick, uh, how they did the design of the two arenas. You know, Fort Smith schools Different. are, you can't do one without the other, and they keep it fair, and they do a great job of that, making sure it's fair. If one gets an indoor facility, the other one gets it. If one gets this, mm-hmm. they get this. But they let the arenas be designed a little bit differently that uh, reflect the design of the school. So you got South Side, which is a newer school than Northside. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, their arena has a little bit more of a modern look, and in fact, I think Paul, if I read this correctly, in Walter Woody's story he did about the two arenas, they got a lot of the uh, a lot of their ideas for this arena from the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. Memphis, uh, the, yeah, the, NBA the
0: scoreboard team. and some of those amenities, I believe, are playing off the Grizzlies. Right. Yes, That's correct. Right. And what you were saying, I've been to, but I hadn't been inside North Side's, but like you said, the outside. It looks like the campus. It yeah. has the old classical. Oh, I yeah, love that The red type. brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yes. red brick. Kind of so, a
1: darker-looking building. Yes. Uh, beauti- beautiful, beautiful, oh. beautiful arena. Yes. Beautiful, yes. beautiful. Yes. Um, and it, to me, Paul, it looked like, uh, and Rick, I don't know how much you, you follow this or whatever, but, you know, Indiana basketball is is what Texas football, Indiana basketball is the equivalent. And yeah. this arena looks like a lot of the old Indiana High School basketball field houses that seat ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 fans, and they fill them, by the way. Yes. Uh, and it has kind of that look to it. Now, I haven't seen the south side arena, the whole thing, like I have seen north side. I've driven by the South uh, the north yeah. side one. And just, just the little glimpse, uh, glimpses of looking at it as you go down Rogers Avenue between the buildings, uh, and I haven't been to it, and I'm going to go down there and see it. But uh, wow, they're and Fort Smith. They did a great job. Oh, a first class,
0: job. first great class. Job. No, no, no question. Like I said, I uh, I was able to go down and watch Southside play play volleyball there, and uh, uh, told Walter Woody had kind of scoped me out of a place to sit there. They they've got a little area where you can actually have tables and things, kind of kind of diagonal. It's a nice place, nice place to watch the Polly Perch. You sir, what call it. the yes, Polly yeah. um,
3: I don't know a lot about. Acad- Uh, architecture. I thought you meant Uh, academic. That that either. That's why I stumbled on that. I can't (laughs) save me no academic. Uh, But the uniformity of keeping uh, Conduct Grizzly Fieldhouse, that dark red brick. I've been to every SEC campus. And my favorite by far is Auburn because the, all every building looks about the same. They got that red brick right there. Yeah. You know, you go to Arkansas, and I love Arkansas, the hills, but all the, a lot of the buildings uh, look differently. But that, I can't wait to see that new indoor, that basketball arena. And I want to see Southside. Did, yeah. Didn't Walter Woody or somebody – posted uh the kids down there calling it the barn is that right yeah I,
0: yes, I like yes that's what that's what they told me that I like uh, the kids who kind of I, and i like it too i Isn't like that
1: it kind of a line from the movie hoosiers I wonder how much hay we could put in this put, place the, put in the, yeah, that's right <laughs> in that that's old right. field house yeah. at uh at the, is it in like a barn
0: how is it well it's no it's it's not really shaped like a barn no but no but the like I said like chip said they they have kind of made it a little more modern-looking, yeah. the one at Southside. But, again, it fits their campus. And they've but, done
1: – And they, in addition to building this beautiful arena, they've also made a big addition to Southside High School, I believe, for their ninth grade. That's it's, correct. Yeah.
0: And it's right across the way yeah. there. Yeah, so that it's more of a
1: wider brick, a lighter-colored brick um, at Southside than what Northside has. Okay. So the, the new arena uh, architecturally looks a yep. lot like that. So yes. great job, again, Fort yes. Smith. What I love about Fort Smith is they took Hunts Park, instead of bulldozing it, they said, let's raise some money and renovate it. And they kept the old-school charm of Hunts Park and renovated that. They've done the same thing over at Northside, Southside. So they're not just tearing down to build new. They're taking what they have and saying, this is tradition, this is history. We're going to uh, you know, use that in what we're doing and keep what we can. And they did have to tear down the old Southside gym. They had to tear it down to... To make the configuration work for the but night, they the didn't night have room. They little, didn't have room. Yeah, right. it ran out of room. A little yeah. bit landlocked, and uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, that's what I like about Fort Smith is they they really hold on to Their tradition and their history, and I
3: mean, because it's one of the most traditional uh western towns, uh, with the, the hanging judge. Every time I go down there, I love to see, uh, you know, I even go down it called Hell on the Border when you yep. go down there, see the jail right there, see where the gallows are at. Yeah, and uh, we've seen the movie True Grit, yep. I've seen both versions. I love Fort Smith, I spent a lot of time on Garrison you Avenue, yep.
1: you and I both, yep. both,
3: and it's a very historic town. Of course,
1: I've never laid out on Garrison garrison avenue like rick has but i've walked garrison avenue well yeah well,
3: <laughs> well you know, I, know I, just, I stumbled i mean stumbled three o'clock in the morning <laughs> you're gonna go. stumble a little there bit there you go but it's a beautiful um fort smith's kind of landlocked but it's still one of my favorite times. could they hold on to that history yes, like do. you said yes they do couple
0: of couple of little volleyball notes yes sir uh, hackett and paris battled again last night uh Hackett got them again. Defending state champions. Defending state champions, Hackett. Uh, So they won in four sets this time. Okay. Uh, So – uh, look like they're kind of in the driver's seat for their conference uh, championship, but we'll have a. They'll probably meet again conference tournament time, and maybe maybe even again later.
1: Now, so, Paul, did you also say that Shiloh Christian's hosting the four A state? Shiloh
0: is. I was going to bring that. Yes, the, they will host the four A state tournament. Okay,
1: Yes, yeah, that okay. is correct. All that right, so correct. we'll we'll have the four A state volleyball tournament here in Northwest Arkansas. At Shiloh Christian. We'll have the six A state volleyball tournament now. Looks like it's going to be fully played at Southside, Southside, Fort Smith, Southside. Got yes. it. Yes. Anything else from you, Ricky? Uh, that's it. That's that's all I got. Till next week. Till next week. So thanks for joining us on the Prep Rally podcast. I'm Chip Sousa for Paul Boyd, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay down the River Valley. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll be back next week to bring you. I'm looking at Ricky when I say this more intelligent conversation.
0: The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and
1: directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.